Here's Armstrong and Getty. The national nightmare is upon us. Who's the ass? Hi, Papa. Sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. You child. Oh, my God. My gosh. That's some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I've committed that I won't serve on any boards or I won't work um, uh, directly for any foreign entities when my dad becomes president. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. I'm not quitting quite yet. Stepping down from your boards? Yeah, I'd, I'd go ahead and keep my cush job in China, Ukraine, or wherever. Alive from Studio C. Senor! A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody! Today, hump day, Wednesday, trash day for me. You're under the tutelage of our general manager. I'm saying Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete's our general manager. Yep. I'm not sure he's going to be the president, but... Uh, I like the cut of his jib, candidate-wise. Not policy-wise so much, but... Right, human being-wise? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's not going to do anything wacky, dangerous, no. ill-informed. No, I don't see any giant gaffes coming. You know what his biggest problem is? I saw some polling among... the among, um, Nobody's ever gotten a Democratic nomination without having uh, like at least fifty percent of the black vote. Oh some, boy, some stat like that. Mm. So you got to you got to really uh, do well with the black vote to get the nomination. And uh, Biden so far is dominating the black vote. But uh, black people think Pete is too young, according to a poll I saw. I could see that. I suppose he is. He's he, very young. He has the unfortunate uh, thing of not only is he thirty seven. Well, and it doesn't help to be standing next to 80-year-olds. That makes you look younger, too. He's a young-looking 37. Uh-huh. He, he looks like if you said he was 29, you'd believe it. So that didn't help him any. He needs to be one of those people that goes gray early. Yeah. He should yeah. have done that. He should have dyed his hair before he hit the national stage. He's not grizzled enough. No. He should have gone with the gray hair. Is there some sort of grizzling process he can go through? <laughs> I think he's going through it right yeah, now, but exactly. it doesn't seem to be wearing him down. Um, Maybe six months in the radio industry. You know, That'd age him. Like a dog. Here's my here's my shortest thirty thousand foot uh, comment on the debate last night, which I watched a little of, and so did uh, some of America. Most of America watched none of it. I can't wait to see the ratings on this one. Mm-hmm. But my commentary would be: these things don't matter. They've never mattered, and this mattered less than those. <laughs> it's almost a shame that it doesn't matter. Because it, I left the thing, and I watched a surprising amount of it. And good for you. I, I left the thing thinking this is completely up in the air. Biden, as I predicted, as plenty of people predicted, came off as a doddering old fool who's just kind of, I mean, not bad, but just not sharp. Liz Warren continues to be uh, just a, a unicorn rider in terms of policy. Sharp lady and the rest of it, but... She was taking increasing fire, and, it, and several of the blows landed. So who's what, left? The uh, A lot of the, my favorite pundits I follow on Twitter either uh, didn't comment on the debate, as they usually do, or commentated just a little bit. Yeah. The cable news shows that I watched kind of covered it afterwards, but also went back and forth with regular news, didn't have their A-teams in to cover the debate. Mm. So just the, the level of interest was... 
It was just not that high, apparently. It'll yeah. be interesting to see the ratings. Well, I, and we all, we, if you're into this, you know who they are, and they were that again last night. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't need a third go-round. No. And who does? I just like to discuss policy. I just love it. Oof. Anyway, we'll be talking a little about that. I think we'll take our uh, our nod from uh, from some of the national media that felt the same way. And we'll talk about it some, but there are plenty of other things to talk about, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad here. We, you know, it's probably worth mentioning right now. Why not? Nate in Salt Lake um, writes, I will donate $500 to Fisher House today if you do not mention one word on the show or play a single clip about or from the Democratic debate last night. Goes for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Nate is a retired disabled vet who wants to vomit when hearing said stuff. Mm. Um, so here we go. Let's introduce our main squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry this morning, Michael. Uh, good. As you know, every year, I uh, after about the third debate, I take my car and I paint, you know, Whoever I think is going to be president and campaign for them. So, right. yeah. Castro in, tw- uh, in the 2020, I thought he stole the debate. And, uh, you know, so I've painted you know, my car. I've gotten, given him money. You Excellent. Know, Way to be just, an activist. And it's just so, just so dumb. And these things, Sean has been saying for a long time, this is the last go around for debates. It, that very well may be true. They've outlived whatever usefulness they ever had. And I'm not sure, not sure they ever did. I, I'm not old enough to remember when they did. Um, it just, with modern media and everybody can tweet at us and all that stuff, we, we, we get all this stuff a different way. Mm-hmm. Having especially 12 people, which everybody agrees is too many, I'm up on that stage saying the same thing I see him saying on cable news every freaking day with a town hall format that's almost exactly the same as this. It's just, it's just it's not a national event. But the media continues to go, knockout punches. Were there any, Jim? Tell me when there's ever been a knockout punch. Ever in any debate. Right. Explain to me that that's even a concept before I answer your stupid, stupid effing question. It's an anachronism. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, you're going to have 12 bands each come up and play one song. As opposed to, why don't I just go see each of the bands play a full show? We have many, many months. Why would I take four minutes of each? Yeah. This is silly. I watched an hour of it, and then I flipped to the Hallmark Channel and had a good cry. That's good. That was it. I was watching, following. Uh, I was trying to find any of my favorite pundits who were talking about the debate at all, and many of them weren't. But Ian Bremmer had some tweets, and they said, "That's enough democracy for me. I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> no really kidding. early on. Hurry. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I thought it was De Blasio's best performance so far. <laughs> Ooh, I just <laughs> that is probably you need true. A bigger TV. That is probably true. <laughs> um, uh, but non uh, non dem debate wise, I I am now sourdough guy. Uh, somebody at uh, one of a, a fantastic A and G listener heard me discuss uh my desire to to dabble in the arts of of sourdoughing. And uh, they reached out. Apparently, uh, somebody in their family has sourdough starters, makes bread. It's delicious. So they reached out. I, I have in my possession, in my fridge, an active culture sourdough starter. Now I just need to educate myself on how I turn that into bread. Right. Apparently, I need to feed this thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little disturbing. It's isn't weird. It? Yeah. 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 You, you've uh, you've taken into your home a, a well. It's an active culture. It's an infection. Yes. And now you're going to maintain the infection. And, and make it delicious. Exactly. <laughs> when I was single like you, I had lots of active cultures in my refrigerator. Oh, that was not uncommon. Any oh, of them turned oh, into yeah, sourdough? <laughs> None of them turned into sourdough. 
Some of them repulsed. Sour milk, sour meat. Some of them repulsed young ladies when they'd go to the fridge hoping to find a Diet Coke. Ah! <laughs> Your bag just moved. <laughs> uh, so I hope uh, within a week or so, I'm hoping to, uh, I will bring in some of my, my soured dough for uh, you guys I'd, to, I'd to, to check that. out. Tell and, you what, I'm low carbonate, but you bring in some fresh baked sourdough bread with a little butter on there. Oh, yeah. I uh, know, you got to bring your own butter. <laughs> there's uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Now I'm breaking out the party hats because we got a celebrity birthday yes. for today. Oh, yeah. It is singer. <laughs> The level of enthusiasm out of Joe there. (laughs) Singer, songwriter, and producer John Mayer turns 42 today. And John's got the world by the tail. John's net worth a cool. John's net worth a cool forty million dollars. So there you anyway, go. I'm in the wrong business. Happy birthday, John! I'm growing every day, playing with Dead and Company because that's where the money is. Hippies, oh, yeah. yeah. Hippies, <laughs> aging hippies is where Dirty the money is. Dirty footed hippies. <laughs> Their long hair and their beads and their dirty feet and their four hundred one k. Not really, though. Yeah. yeah, and their Range Rovers, yeah, right? Exactly. And their three hundred dollars yeah. a ticket to see John Mayer play guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, how did it get to be Wednesday, October the sixteenth, the year twenty nineteen? We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. At Mark, but we also have to be realistic that competition doesn't solve all of the problems. It's not like any of us wants to use the fourth best navigation app. There's a reason why no one is using Bing today. Sorry, Microsoft, it's true. <laughs> wow. Bing's like, ow, what? Why me? Ow. Most of those people don't need to be on stage. And they, it, the freaking Democrats and Republicans next time around got to figure out how to get smaller crowds on the stage. Because that doesn't help anybody. But some of those, and I, I don't know how you figure that out and still not weed out people like Yang, Andrew Yang. I'm glad he's on the stage bringing up things that other people aren't going to bring up. Yeah, and and with clarity and and intelligence, he's he's an interesting character. He'll be around for a while. He looks so comfortable in his own skin. Oh, yeah. He is perfectly relaxed up there. Yep. Yep, good uh, what, for him. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Hey, you got frontrunner Warren taking a few shots during last night's debate. Turkey making it very plain. No ceasefire, no negotiations. And our younger Americans showing signs of tech fatigue. Oh, I hope so. That'd Coming be a good thing. Up. Interesting. The young people I'm in contact with, the answer is yes. Huh. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Uh, a lot of opinions on the NBA and China. So People are fired up. They're burning LeBron's jersey yeah. in Hong Kong? Yep. Yeah. That's not what he was hoping for, I'm uh-uh. guessing. I saw protesters put paper cutouts of LeBron's face as their mask to, as a, you know, a pushback against the facial recognition type, but they're putting LeBron's face nice. in their mask. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Wow, that is not yeah. the result he was hoping for. <laughs> no. uh, all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So say this, just in general terms, if I'm a Democrat, I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah. Which, according to everything I've read, reporting, the big money people in the party are concerned. I'm trying to remember the last time a party was truly enthused and not really conflicted about a candidate. Eh, I'd have to think about it too long. <laughs> Now's not the time to consider it. 
I think George W. was pretty popular once he got past McCain, although he used a nasty bag of dirty tricks to do it. But I think my point being, obviously, I think I, I've gone into most of the last several elections thinking this is the best America can do. There's something wrong with our process. Oh, clearly. That's what I want to talk yeah, about later. There's clearly something wrong with our process for choosing candidates. Yeah. Yeah. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It is thousands of years old. Sean, right now, I should have set this up. You, you should have said uh, you should have said something cynical about old quotes. Get a new quote. Tired old quotes. Freshen up your quotes. Yeah, there you go. That's the Bernie Sanders of quotes. Anyway, the freedom-loving quote of the day from Tacitus, the year 100 A.D. He said, "The more corrupt the state." The more numerous the laws. Yeah. Oh, devastating. I don't doubt that. Devastating. When was that? 100 AD. Wow. One of the first go-rounds mankind had with a uh, democracy slash republic. Yep. Turned out the same way as all the rest of them. Yep. (laughs) Smartphones? Exactly. (laughs) With smartphones. (laughs) A nice note here from Terry. Sending you this fan mail to sincerely thank you for the service you're providing to the radio listening public. Something I've grown to appreciate more and more in these fraught political times. Personally, you have been the leading influence in my transition from rarely questioning a rarely questioning Democrat to more lightened, enlightened and independent thinker in an era of oppressively one-sided leftist views, especially here in the Bay Area of California. Uh, your radio show has been a bright, bright spot in my morning routine. That's very nice of you to say, and we're very happy to do that for you. Um, yeah, okay. I just, we call them as we see them. I'm kinda, I just, I'm too stubborn and, and, and just, I don't know. I have all sorts of character flaws. And, and, uh, why don't you list them for us? I'm short tempered. Shut up. <laughs> um, the, the Republican party line, I find repugnant as well. Well, the, my, so. my, my favorite word that that person put in there is, uh, became more skeptical. God dang it. If you're, if you're oh, certain, yes, please. if yeah. you're certain of anything, in the, in the current media setting, oh, you are really, really not opening your eyes to the world. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly be certain of anything. I mean, yeah, I'm certain of, like, I believe, uh, you can't argue me out of smaller government is better. But, like, the news, the information that's coming at you, how the heck do you know what's real and what's not without a lot of effort and a lot of digging? Right. And, you know, perhaps an even simpler concept is the moment you start idolizing a politician, you're in a bad way don't do that well i'm tempted to go off on a tangent on that but let's move along this is mailbag after all let's give the listener a voice here's david's summary of the unwatchable debate mayor pete most cogent joe biden toast tulsi worst makeup liz warren female praying mantis the rest meh Tulsi does have interesting makeup in that her from her neck up where the makeup starts, yes, from like the bottom of her neck up is lighter than below. Usually it's the other way around. I really didn't notice. I was listening to her ideas because I believe women are critical to the future of this country. Pig. So she's tanner. They 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 lessen how tan she is with the makeup. You usually don't see that with women. No. She's very tan. She's wine. Lovely gal. A uh, buddy of mine who was texting us last night just kept going on and on about our moisturizer. I don't, I don't know what was going on there. Pete is the most coherent, cogent. Oh yeah, I mean he he structures things like the written paragraphs. He's a very sharp man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Right. 
another thought on the unwatchable debate. Lori writes, Hillary won that debate and has a uh, meme on her picture, tanned, rested and ready. Hillary Clinton 2020. All <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Ah, yes. Um, oh, there's one more political thought. Do we have a second? Yeah. And we'll uh, enlarge on this later, but B writes, uh, guys, I was curious, so I spent a little time researching this and looked the following up. Bernie Sanders, net worth about $2.5 million, which is, is not crazy for a guy his age. I mean, if you've been saving and your investments have been growing, um, he made it the old-fashioned capitalist way, real estate, stock investments, writing a book. Elizabeth Warren's worth $12 million, real estate and retirement funds. Uh, Joe Biden's about $9 million. Um, both he and Liz Warren, top 1% in the U.S. Um, he's got all sorts of money, and he's never done anything but politics, which is uh, quite something. Swampy shams all around these privileged career politicians. I feel triggered by this info. Can I borrow Jack's comfort giraffe? Um, <laughs> the, the other, what, oh, what's that? That's a privilege. Oh, I heard Mayor Pete. The one thing that really bothered me is he, with his sincere voice, Referred to Joe Biden as a public servant. Let's retire that phony term. Makes me want to vomit. Public servant. They're serving themselves. They're loving the power. Are you kidding? It's an ego masturbation. Public servant. So Marshall's News has got a little of this and other stuff because there's plenty of other stuff going on, too. We'll keep you up to date on throughout the morning on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the vice president and the secretary of state are headed to Turkey, Pence and Pompeo. Was Pompeo a late ad? I thought it was just Pence. And it was just announced that Erdogan has said he will meet with Pence. So, oh, I don't, I don't suppose he had a choice. If he'd have resisted that, that would really been a problem. But um, so we'll see if anything comes out of that. I heard what two hours ago he he said I have no plans to meet with Pence. And Pompeo said, now you do. <laughs> uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Democratic presidential candidates on a crowded stage in Ohio last night for their fourth debate. And the main target uh. of fire was Senator Elizabeth Warren, reflecting how the race has changed, with Warren pulling even with or even passing former uh, Joe Biden in the polls. Yeah, um, uh, before you get to the clips, I thought it was interesting that people were discussing polls last night. Is she really the front runner? And someone said, and this is really true, the candidates all think she's the front runner. Yeah. Because she was clearly the focus of everyone's attention. Yeah, or the front runner, or at least the horse that is clearly charging to the front. Well, they all do we their need in- a kneecapper. They all do their internal polling on a day by day basis in mm-hmm. all the states they need to try to win. And so they, they obviously think she's formidable. And right. practically every question was framed from the view of her policies. Right. Hey, candidate, push back against her policy. Mm-hmm. She was put in that position, I think, too, last night. And and before you even get to the clips, um, just a few folks. We promise. I yeah, mean, not much. I don't, I don't know that I need to hear any really. But um, I've got to hear the incoherent Biden. Clip. <laughs> Do we have that, Sean? Have you found um, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got. Some. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I didn't. I, I watched a little bit of the debate, like forty-five minutes, which was freaking plenty. But um, I didn't get any sense of uh, anything from Warren other than her just usual answering questions. On MSNBC, 
One of them said, and she came off as a little petulant, and the other announcer said, a little petulant. Yeah. She was clear. I didn't. I didn't feel like she was that worked up. Did you? You thought she felt? Uh, it's funny. I thought the other people were making it clear they found her petulant. Huh? Uh, Amy Klobuchar was open, and hey, would you quit saying just because somebody has different ideas than you that they're not fighting for justice? Cut it out. I mean, she didn't quite use that tone of voice, but it was clear. Warren has, or was repeatedly rather, accused of ducking questions about whether she'll raise taxes to pay for her Medicare for All plan as she continues to say middle class people will see their overall costs go down. And she was being attacked for her wealth tax. Mayor Pete going after her. Well, we heard it tonight. A yes or no question that didn't get a yes or no answer. Look, this is why people here in the Midwest are so frustrated with Washington in general and Capitol Hill in particular. Your signature, Senator, is to have a plan for everything, except this. No plan has been laid out to explain how a multi-trillion dollar hole in this Medicare for All plan that Senator Warren is putting forward is supposed to get filled in. Mayor Pete saying he is proposing a Medicare for All who wanted plan. Warren firing back. Whenever someone hears the term Medicare for All who want it, Understand what that really means. It's Medicare for all who can afford it. Age was also a question during the debate. One, one more thing on the yes. Medicare. Later in the debate, I thought it was a good line from uh, uh, Biden, which I saw in a rerun, because, again, I didn't watch the friggin' thing. Right. Uh, Biden said, the entire Pentagon's budget, which is bigger than every other country's in the whole world added together except for China, uh, it's huge. The entire Pentagon's budget would pay for four months of your Medicare for all, which I thought was a pretty good stat. Oh. Holy crap. And the Yanger pantsed her on the question of the wealth tax. He said, hey, do we have that clip, Sean? I mean, I could characterize it or we could just play it. I thought it was a pretty yeah. good shot. And, and this matters because if she is the candidate, man, she's going to get murdered in the general election on this stuff. Senator Warren is 100% right that we're in the midst of the most extreme winner-take-all economy in history. And a wealth tax makes a lot of sense in principle. The problem is that it's been tried in Germany, France, Denmark, Sweden, and all those countries ended up repealing it because it had massive implementation problems and did not generate the revenue that they'd projected. If we can't learn from the failed experiences of other countries, what can we learn from? We should not be looking to other countries' uh, mistakes. Instead, we should look at what Germany, France, Denmark, and Sweden still have, which is a value-added tax. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. He's right about that. Yeah, but that's that's not what gets Yang's a, my man. That's not what gets a crowd on its feet. I'm gonna hang with Yang. No, you the thousand dollars a month does. Though. You get a <laughs> now you, you get a crowd on a, on its feet like Elizabeth Warren does by saying, "We're gonna." millionaires and billionaires and everybody cheers are you saying you should campaign on on envy and meaningless slogans anyway back to you marshall i was just going to say age also came up during the debate biden who's 76 is saying one of the reasons i'm running is because of my age and my experience with it comes wisdom as for sanders who's 78 said he's feeling good after suffering that heart attack and does not believe age is a factor we are going to be mounting a vigorous campaign all over this country that is how i think i can reassure the american people there you go that's how he's going to reassure you the american i'm people. reassured thanks well he got the endorsement of the squad 
That's the big news this morning. I have been saying forever, endorsements don't matter. I don't know of one that mattered in my lifetime that you could point to that made any difference. But if she goes out on the road and campaigns for him, yes, that could be something. And I mean, if I'm for a people Dem- that are, is Elizabeth and Bernie, are they the same thing? I think I'll go with Elizabeth. She's right, a woman, for she's your a younger, impressionable young dreamer vote. But if AOC is actually campaigning with Bernie. Yeah, and by dreamer, I don't mean the DACA kids. I mean people who don't have a grasp of reality. But if, <laughs> if, I'm, a, if I'm a Democrat, big time you know, donor, that sort of thing, I'm thinking, oh my God, no. You're going to energize the old communist campaign just when he seemed to be fading away and we could settle on somebody who could conceivably win? No! Well, maybe that helps Biden and that it continues to the, the Bernie-Elizabeth split. I don't know. I wonder. All right, quick note. In the Major League playoffs, we've got the NLCD sided. Washington Nationals are National League champions. There will be a World Series in D.C. I just, I can't get over the fact that they (laughs) lost their $300 million star and now we're going to the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know how he spelled team? I, 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 I. He only had I's in team. And when you finally got him off the team, now you're right. going to the World Series. There you go. The, you know, I was pretty pleased with this. I was I was happy for the Nationals, partly because my daughter goes to school in the D.C. area, and she's a big yeah. baseball fan. She was excited about it. But I, I quickly soured on it because all of the smug, yeah. self-serving Beltway media types who are sort of kind of Nationals fans are just trumpeting how much they love them. Uh, yeah, it was oh, all over boo. watching the cable news last night. And I thought, boo. if it's Yankees Nationals, whatever oh, you're watching please. on TV, the host lives in one of those cities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and no. And it'll just be, oh, I'll trump all over my television. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and Getty Show, that conscience of the nation. I don't. I don't want to talk about the debate. I didn't even watch it much. I don't think they matter. I don't think you watched it, you the listener. So, But this is not really about debate. This is about how smart people are or aren't. Um, so Elizabeth Warren this whole time has been getting beat up by some people because she won't just say out loud, I've got to raise taxes. Right. Um, uh, Colbert asked her a couple of weeks ago, will you finally say you're going to raise taxes to make the whole medical thing work. Yeah. And she wouldn't do it. And right. then yesterday, they took two swings at it, and she wouldn't do it. Right. I am so tired of that conversation. But, but. I, I, I'm a little bit on Elizabeth Warren's side on this one, just in that, you, you, for whatever reason, you can't explain these things to people. I don't know if people are dumb or busy yes, or that what. One. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like the, it's, it's just like the Trump tax cut. Right. People got smaller refunds at the end of the year and feel like their taxes went up Uh, and you can't argue them out of that i've talked i have talked to people in my own real life and tried to explain that and they don't get it yeah i i know it's frustrated me this conversation is so old and tired but it says so much that liz warren who's very bright i mean no matter what you think of her looney tunes politics she's a smart gal she can't say your taxes will go up by a hundred dollars, 
and your insurance will go down by 500 You just made $400. So, yeah, my taxes, your taxes will go up a little. Your overall costs will go way down. You're going to save money. She doesn't trust the voters enough to offer that incredibly complex and, and she, nuanced explanation. And she's right about that. Ah, it's, it's why it scares you, me. It's why you can't ever get any sort of flat tax or anything going or consumption tax because people say, oh, I, I heard a car will cost $50,000 that cost thirty before. No, you'll pay less, but you can't get that argument going. No, no. Uh, And, you know, maybe it's time to restate a long-held and cynical Armstrong and Getty principle. We haven't talked about this for a long time. With the tax code, Andrew Yang trotted out the value added tax, which has a lot going for it. There's some risks to it, but it has a tremendous amount going for it. The U.S. tax code as it exists right now is... What's the latest number? 77, 80,000 pages, plus many tens of thousands of court interpretations of the tax code. It is, uh, you can't even imagine it, debacle. It's a horror. It's a, it's a crime. It's a murder. (laughs) It's, it's indefensible intellectually, morally, politically. It is a pile of, I'd like to say the S word, okay? And any time you bring up any serious reform of it or change or different way to look at it, everybody's like, no, 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 I heard that reform has some downside. Better not. (sighs) Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Let's just keep this horrific system that nobody can defend because there is no defense. People don't know what they like or don't know what they need, but they like what they know. And that's why Elizabeth Warren can't state a slightly com- it's not even complex it's a little more over here and a ton less over there a tiny bit more over here and a ton less over there you will save money too nuanced i tuned out i did because <laughs> she does is blah 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 <laughs> democracy can never work not arguing for her health care plan it's a disaster it would ruin america it's right, terrible right. but she can't even state the most basic thing because she thinks people are too stupid to understand it and she's right ah! <laughs> this is really frustrating god help us we got more on the way our text line is 415-295-kftc The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know what the world may need, but I'm sure as hell that it's not. Debate convo sprinkled throughout the morning, but, uh... Yeah, I'd, but not, here's, here's what I gotta say. I, expect, I just gotta say. I expect the ratings to be dismal. The first 15 minutes was impeachment talk. It was just a list of the That's horrors true. of Trump, uh, which we haven't mentioned. But we're not going to do it just because we feel like we ought to do it. I have things to say about it that I think you'll find compelling. Okay, maybe later. Uh, LeBron James is, uh, I don't know, he's got to be, I'm sure he wishes he hadn't sent out that, uh, or made that comment he made the other day. Yeah, yeah. Backlash time. God, I'd say. So looking at these Hong Kong protesters burning LeBron James jerseys. Or wearing LeBron James masks <laughs> over their faces. 
Here's a nice oh T-shirt God. for sale. It's a red T-shirt with Chairman Mao on the front. Oh, wait a minute. LeBron James' face is in place of the face of Chairman Mao in that famous photo. Whoops. Front page of the sports section of USA Today, their columnist, Dan Wolken, writes, and this is their front page top-of-the-fold sports story, on behalf of the 327 million American citizens who generally believe that freedom is good and authoritarian regimes are less good, let, let me apologize for LeBron James of the Lakers. Um, that, that's, that's not what he was hoping for. No. It's not what he was hoping for. No. Uh, I got this note. A uh, little bonus mailbag. Sympathy for the devil, the NBA. It's Eddie in San Diego. Yeah, the NBA has handled this poorly, but the NBA is a lot of folks subjected to the quickly changing enforcement of the new rules, be it immigration enforcement or overseas lobbying acts. The NBA is saying, wait, everyone on earth is doing this and we're the ones getting destroyed? We just followed the market signals of the entire economy. They are the canary, but the whole market will be confronted with these questions. That is absolutely true. Uh, you know, it's funny. One of our uh, beloved listeners sent us a clip from the West Wing TV show. When was that? 20 years ago? Uh, I love that show. It's the inner workings of the White House, if you're not familiar with it. And it was uh, remarkably realistic, according to many uh, people who worked in the White House. And there's a grizzled old Secretary of State. They were trying to get him up on the talking point so he could do the spin room after a debate. And uh, they were talking about China. And he said, look... We're going to open up trade. We're going to require them to play by the same rules as us. And uh, the game is, you know, they're going to liberalize and embrace, you know, uh, more freedom and blah, blah, blah. But who knows if it'll work? Who knows? And I thought, wow, good call. So on LeBron James, here's one paragraph from the article criticizing him. Right on LeBron, this is after a little talk about how LeBron was talking about how how their trip got disrupted by the guy's uh, stupid comments, not realizing the repercussions that there would be. Yeah. (laughs) Right on, LeBron. Millions in Hong Kong are fearful that their entire way of life is about to change, and thousands upon thousands of protesters are risking their lives to make a stand for freedom and their future. Why would Maury, that's the guy who uh, in the NBA who made the tweet that started all this, think about them when your preseason vacation and your bank account is at stake? How selfish of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's uh, yeah. That's 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 some rough criticism. It, it is absolutely, and you know, uh, let's see, where is that? There's another LeBron meme that's going around. How does he clean this up? <clears throat> uh, by keeping his mouth shut for a while, I guess. I don't he think he came out and said, "I'm <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about China anymore." Hmm. I've got Sometimes like a, you have to think through uh, things that you say. Yeah. Do you, do you want his most recent comment about it? It's like a minute. I haven't actually listened to it. If you if you nah. if you summarized it more or less, yeah, um, he was just he was super big and bold about supporting Colin Kaepernick, and Colin Kaepernick's a hero because he spoke out even when he knew it would cause trouble. But now this guy, you know, spoils his spring vacation or threatens his billions of dollars because, as positive Sean has pointed out, the players share in the league's total revenue. And you make a serious uh, incursion into China, you're looking at crazy revenue. 
So now all of a sudden, people shouldn't speak out, you know, until they think about what repercussions it'll have for other people. Suddenly's an old school marm lecturing, lecturing this poor guy who was in support of the, the Hong Kong freedom protesters about, hey, 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 you ought to keep your mouth shut if it's going to affect other people, which is the polar opposite of his sanctimonious harping not too long ago. Well, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that I don't think he really understands what he's talking about. I think he's a flaming friggin' hypocrite. I think he's a, a it's, you know what, and he's not a bad guy. I've seen him coaching kids terrific attitude, good mentor, the rest of it. I don't think he's a bad man. I don't need to demonize people I disagree with. But he is a coddled guy with an ego as big as all outdoors and and does not recognize his own flaming hypocrisy. Hmm. Hmm. He sure can take over the fourth quarter of a game, though, can he? Or any quarter. Yeah, any quarter he decides to. Millennials are not drowning in student death. What? According to the Manhattan Institute, I thought they're liberals. Maybe I'm thinking of a different think tank. 66% of millennials have no student debt at all. What percent? That's 66%, two-thirds, obviously. That's a a really pathetic way to attempt to sound smart, to change a percentage into a fraction or vice versa. Wow. I will never do it again. Wow. That's because they haven't gone to college or because they managed to get through without having to borrow those who do have debt tend to be tend to have modest burdens relative to their income. Um, typical four-year degree graduates will uh, accumulate twenty-eight-five in debt over the course of their enrollment, which so that is plenty. Trillion-dollar debt or whatever it is is spread around a third of millennials, which wouldn't surprise me. Well, and and yeah, and lots of people from lots of generations. And that's not to say the whole corrupt, bloated university thing doesn't need to be torn down because it does this week, if possible. No, no, no that's separate cop- topic. Yeah. But you can't stand on stage and ask me as a taxpayer to bail out the third that, for whatever reason, have all that college debt. Right. Or the how about the two thirds that didn't? They're out working, whatever. Why are they supposed to pay for the other third? Yes, they are supposed to pay for them. And people who became plumbers are supposed to pay for all of it. <sighs> That factored into the debate last night. We got a little more on that coming up.